it, oh, is this thing on? Oh, you're listening to Tunox Confidence with my dad. Good day. It is mic check time. Check, check. Mic, mic. Check, mic. Mic, check. That worked out perfectly. Nailed it on the first try. What do you know? That's pretty rare. I'm pretty picky about the sound. So hopefully the sound quality is coming through on your headphones if you're at the gym or you're in the car on the way to the rink or wherever you are. Uh, before I even get started, I just want to thank you for listening. It's been, uh, I don't know, it's just been one of those things. You just got to trust the flow of your life. And uh, sometimes I just don't feel like doing this. It's just straight up. Uh, sometimes I don't feel like doing it. Love gathering information, and there's a time to talk and a time to listen. And right now, I think, is a time to start talking a little bit more. There's a lot going on in the game right now at all levels. Uh, a lot going on for, for athletes across the board. At some point, um, you have already hit some adversity. And uh, whether it's injuries, trades, not going your way, thought it would be different this year, but it's not. I mean, there's so many different aspects to it. Maybe you're having time... Uh, or trouble managing your time and going to school. It's your first year as a student athlete. Uh, that's not easy to do. You're, you're changing kind of through identities, and this is a good time to really evaluate your core values. So in today's episode, I want to stick with a couple, a couple main themes, but we talked about it in the last podcast with uh, the college flight plan, and that's your values. Because as your identity, quote, I'm making air quotes here, as your identity alters uh, and changes and grows, um, you're going to want different things, be motivated by different things. And, you know, hopefully you're getting smarter and wiser with age and you're, uh, you know, using the wisdom and acting on the knowledge that you've gained from your life experiences and, and from others thus far. So when you have a set of core values that no matter what you are in extreme cases, we'll just go, you know, cowboy to city slicker to race car driver, you know, however, of a big of a contrast your identities are so to speak if you're going from the guy or the girl to you know some adversity in, in some way uh these values are going to stick with you and it's really defining who you are and and messaging off that self-love thing that we talk about and uh when you love yourself and you know who you are which is really really hard to do i can speak from my perspective uh, I thought at 25, I thought exactly, you know, I thought I was dialed. And I look at 30, and I look back when I was 25 and realize that I didn't really know that much. Um, and not to say that I was dumb or anything like that, just you don't know that which you don't know. So being open-minded um, to flow through these different situations, whether it's, you know, first line, fourth line, whatever, good student, bad student, a new a new hat, a new costume that you've got to wear at some point, uh, the responsibilities as you level up, if your best or if your hockey and your best hockey and whatnot is still in front of you, so is some adversity and there's going to be some changes in there and whether you like it or not, some are going to be in your control and some aren't and uh, staying in focus. We all heard it. That's like the lowest hanging fruit. Focus on what you can control. There's a reason it, it, it's really true. Uh, you could get easily distracted with thinking all the things that bother you that are completely out of your control, but your values are in your control. And if you value work ethic and reliability and leadership, candor, fun, you name it, 
If you're not sure on what core values, simply just do a Google search of, you know, uh, core values or Google search some other or search. Uh, I guess they don't need to say Google, but search up some other values uh, for large companies and you'll see. We talk about the vision, mission and values part of the game. It's so, so, so important. And I'm going to leave you with that quick values thing and I'm going to come right back. Now, getting to blinders, having blinders on, if I could free every single person in this world, athlete or not, I don't care, anyone and everyone, and most, I don't know, most people have experienced it both ways, but I know for speaking for myself, my biggest distraction was really worrying about what other people thought. I wanted people to think I was tough. Uh, I thought I wanted people to think I was rich or I was cool, just stuff that I fucking wasn't really because I was so insecure uh, from being made fun of and the trauma that, that carried that. So I had to like kind of look cooler, or look tougher, or be bigger, and I really cared. I wouldn't even ask if I looked good. I would just look if I would ask if I looked intimidating before I would leave, and that was kind of my shtick. That was my identity at that time, and like I look back on it with not shame, just holy man, I didn't know what I don't know, and I was such a meathead. And I'm lucky somebody didn't throat punch me because I want to, when I think about, uh, you know, meeting an 18-year-old version of Derek, not a bad guy, just a meathead. And uh, the other one would be judging other people. I've done it. We've all done it. Uh, it's a stunning weakness. It really is. And it was a weakness that, of mine that I also have, have, have gone over. And there's still that knee-jerk reaction to go and, and judge somebody. Um, I think that's just kind of who's he, who we are. Even subconsciously, from a survival aspect, we're always sizing each other's up. So there's going to be that judgment you know, aspect to your life, I would say. But you can work on not worrying about what other people think about you, not worrying about judging other people, and most certainly not comparing yourself to other ones. That is the, that is a big robber of of my personal happiness. Now I compare myself to other guys that I'm that I'm chasing, uh, other people that are doing well that I want to be around or be like or emulate in some way. Uh, I compare myself to that, and like that's the benchmark. Not in, uh, why am I not there yet? So it's just a retooling and negative tendency, which I think we all got to do at some point. So all I'm asking is that during this time in the season, if things are going good, but they could be great, and the opposite, uh, I really think having blinders on and worrying about what you're doing, we've all heard, you know, uh, worry about your own stuff and what you can control, but it, it really is true, and uh, emotional management is a big part that's going to stifle the whole thing. And so it really is a suit of armor when you have those blinders on, because if you have emotional management and and agility, it really means to me that you can go and flow through any situation, good or bad, going back to my company motto or my vision, you know, is to not be as affected by as much for as long. Shit's going to hit the fan. Coach ain't going to like you. You're going to get dashed up, injured, trade, grades, you name it. There's going to be something. Uh, to think that if you did all this work physically, you'd be immune to any type of adversity just shows a lack of maturity on your part, you know, right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. But if you haven't spent any time doubling down on your emotional management right now, you're probably struggling at some point. And hopefully it's not for a long period of time. I think uh, a lot of athletes uh, with the right mentorship 
uh, under myself or anyone who you connect and you have a, a trusting relationship and they're, you're working with somebody who's able to get the most out of you, then, you know, you would have worked on this stuff and you're probably not immune again to adversity. You're just not as affected by as much for as long. And uh, we do this natural thing called stress recruiting. If you've ever walked into a room and been the angry guy or sat in a room and somebody else walked in and they were just really stressed out and panicked and then it kind of got the uh, the energy or the wrong energy in the room going, uh, that's what happens when you're emotional. You're just trying to find like-minded people who are going to agree with what's going on. And, and I don't mean that from like, oh, console me, blah, 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 blah. But if you're really, really stressed out right now and you're bringing that vibe and that energy, you're not manifesting what you want to happen. And that usually means that you're too redlined. You guys have heard me talk a lot about the autonomic nervous system, which your flight or fight uh, response. And you can't always use your mind to power or to trick your mind into calming down. Breath is, is always the answer. I think breath and journaling is really, really important to you know help curb some of that stuff. So if you're going through some things emotionally right now, you know, have a look and identify your core values and write down what's what's got you off track. You guys have heard me give you these four questions and say, and ask you what's broken, what broke it, what will fix it, and what will it look like when it's fixed? And that last question, if you're able to visualize what it's going to feel like emotionally to score or to ace that test or whatever, then you're going to be manifesting that in the right areas. So just a quick recap, if you're redlining your engine right now and you're having some anxiety or some depression or things aren't going your way, um, that usually means you're, you're caught in that fight or flight response and your body's not quite sure what to do. And sometimes it's just a good time to freeze. So instead of fight or flight, we freeze, and that's called neutral thinking. And when you just click it into neutral, that's a good time to grab a pen. I, I mean, do it on your phone, whatever works for you, but I just myself feel a connection when I write stuff down. I write down my opportunities, my stresses, what's broken, how I'm feeling, maybe my objectives. And I notice that, and you'll probably notice too, that when you do this, it works. And if you stop and you don't stick with it, you're not going to have the, your blinders kind of fall off. And then you're seeing other people have success because you thought you did a little bit of work, it would come sooner. But it's with repeated action and massive action comes massive change. And when you can prepare yourself emotionally with details of what it's going to feel like to do well, and you focus on that, and maybe breath is your trigger or a word is your trigger, just call it your happy place. And today I just want to give you a tool and a quick method of how to click it into neutral, good or bad. Maybe you're up too high, maybe you're down too low and you're having trouble managing the spread. Developing a real simple plan, even just on a, on a playbook or in your phone and labeling what's going through in your life, you can then kind of elevate and get above your problems. The key to observation is elevation. I know when I'm hunting and I'm looking for something, I want to be up high as possible. You can see more that way. And if you're stuck on the ground in your problems, how can you ever expect to you know, get above them if you can't even do an exercise like writing them down because you think you can just battle through emotionally or, or drink or go to something else that makes you feel better? This is when bad habits and addictions kick in because we're chasing a feeling that we, that we thought we'd have by now and then we start going down the other road and if you don't know your biology and the mechanism behind your brain and your nervous system and how it all works, 
uh, it's pretty hard to fix it, regardless of what any kind of advice you're given or coaching you have. When you understand how your Ferrari is built, what kind of fuel, optimal temperature, you name it, it needs, it's a lot easier to fix it if you know how it works and how it runs. It's hard to do that if you don't look in the owner's manual. So right now, good or bad, in in your career, in your life, at your age, wherever you are, I think it's a good time to just start a, a small playbook. Start something new. If you've written goals, you didn't stick with it, there's a reason, right? And maybe you you write it down, you do the initial legwork. I always say it's kind of front-end loaded, and then you're managing it from there. And we're promoting that sensory acuity, the self-awareness that's required. And it's hard to be self-aware if you're caught and trapped again on the ground in your emotions. So when you're writing it down, you're kind of validating to yourself that I'm self-aware. I know, oh, okay, I know what's going on. I could diagnose this. My engine's running too hot. I'm burning too much fuel. My brakes aren't, you know, good enough for this horsepower. Or my tires, I burn them out and I need to reset. And that could mean whatever it means to you in your life. But take some time. Look under the hood. Uh, Look under the hood right now. And just check, we're almost at the end of the year. We've got another month and a bit, and this is when most people lay off the gas. Most people say, well, okay, shit's not going well. I'll be good in the new year. This is where we're already chalking up those New Year's resolutions, preparing to fail for the rest of the year. It's a great time to pass your competition with just a simple strategy, like developing a playbook, writing down your vision, mission, and values, writing down your your, uh, decisions, writing down your distractions, maybe writing down your your level of discipline and just giving yourself an assessment, taking the car in and getting an inspection. That's all it is. It doesn't mean you're not good or capable of greatness. It actually means that you're strong and and you want to survive. I think the uh I think if you think you're good and you know, man, I I I got to meet you. I got to if you, if things are always going well for you and you're never suffering from confidence and slumps and you name it like Let's talk. Call me. Let's let's unpack it because I literally have never met anyone who hasn't gone through something. But if you're so fucking worried about what everyone else is doing and their accomplishments right now and you're making bad decisions and you're getting distracted, losing that level of discipline, let's get back in. Let's draw it. Let's write it out. Pull that car into the shop and fucking look at it. What have you got to lose? Oh, wait, probably everything that you want, right? And if you're disappointed with where it is right now, there's a little a little note that I made called disciplining your disappointment. And let's actually look at the scale. I'm reading off a note that I made in my phone, by the way. Discipline your disappointment. Let's actually look at the scale that you're judging yourself on. It should be the same whether it's good or bad. The scale in which we judge ourselves when we do things good should be the same as when we do things bad. And we're often wasting time focusing on the negative stuff and it's way less efficient what it what i mean by this is moving quickly through victories so we're missing things going on around us because we're so caught up in a goal to win the championship or get an offer or a commitment and the end result of dopamine and we forgot that it's the perfection of practice is what gets us through there and it's about process and scale so learning to discipline your disappointment is a is a skill and a strategy, I think, in today's game. Yeah, you're pissed things. Of course you're going to be. I'm not saying don't be emotional. Don't react to it. Don't be upset by it. But fucking use it. Don't waste your pain. 
own your scars. Look at your stuff. If you're, if you're going through something, there are rewards from this. But if you can't discipline your disappointment and you're an emotional wreck and then boom, 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 all the doors are opening to the wrong places and doors to the right places are closing on you, look under the hood. Let's look under the hood because when you did something good, you weren't, you weren't like, yes, yes, good job, good job for nearly as long as you'd hold on to something negative. So if you want to get over shit quickly, then get over shit quickly for wins too. Don't celebrate a win for more than five minutes. Yeah, cool, great. I expect to be here. I'm not even close to where I want to be. I appreciate the win. I did everything I could. I'm on to the next. If that's what it takes to get you through some emotional agility and then you find that boundary and that line for yourself because not everybody can turn into a stolen cold stunner where they're not thinking about anything. And I'm not saying become a drone. Then trust the process and the flow of your life and manage your emotions by disciplining your disappointment. It's not really that difficult. Everybody is going to be disappointed at some point. But if you're losing, well, then the same goes. You can't stay mad for more than five minutes. Judge it on the same scale. And I'm not saying, oh, do it two minutes or five minutes. Whatever your scale is, let's make it equal. We're naturally wired to be towards a negative. So if you're beating yourself up over a shot or a miss or a mistake from a couple of days ago, well, then I'd imagine you're probably thinking about the goal you scored a couple of days ago too, right? Let's, let's look at the same scale that we're judging ourselves on. Being hard on yourself is not that really that beneficial. And we know so much about what the power of our words is and that life and death is on the fucking tongue. Watch what you say about yourself to yourself. You're probably your own worst critic. Nobody else talks to you that way. Maybe your dad or somebody else in your life has, has, has been that way and you've just kind of decided to carry the torch for the trauma from that. Well, then you've got to ditch some of this negative weight if you want to move forward and manifest things going forward. So if you're doing something good and it's going well, make note of it. Success leaves clues. If something's going not your way, identify it and, and fix it. And if you're really lost, then seek help. There's resources out there. There's coaches. There's hopefully it's me. I don't know. Reach out and, and for help. And to, and to tactically get above your problems, we've talked about this as a SWOT analysis. If you're really lost on, you know, just kind of identifying where you are and you're not quite disciplining your disappointment yet, do a SWOT analysis. That's S-W-O-T. And that just stands for your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. If you don't want to do anything else that I've just talked about, SWOT analysis is global. I've heard it in, uh, in workshops. I've taught it. The C-suite executives, they've taught it to me. It's a tool that has gone around the world, and there's a reason why. And it works really, really, really well. So if you want to outperform your analytics and do better than you're doing right now in some way shape or form just label it strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats and i guarantee your threats the biggest ones are probably you and your language to yourself confidence comes from self-talk if you're making mistakes and whatever and obviously then we're staying there there's always work to do i'm just telling you as a 36 year old man there's no finish line it's always work. There's always constant work required for this stuff. We're always looking to be better. But I'm not focused on my weaknesses anymore. I'm addressing my weaknesses that better serve my strengths. 
So it's easy to do that when you write it down and you're not being so hard on yourself and then stacking up problem after problem after problem after problem. And the next thing you know, your life is shitty or you think it is and you haven't really looked at any change points. You just kind of stuck with that thing, stuck with not doing well. And change points are just, you know, in regards to decisions and our discipline and our distractions. We make thousands and thousands of decisions a day. So just start making or be more conscious about making better ones. Little change points. I notice that when I do this, this negative happens to me. I notice that when I say this positive that this feels better or that when I meditate or I talk to this person and just identify everything that's going on in that strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, and I think you'll be just fine. That today is a brief lesson in how to kind of identify and label where you're at, label your decisions, your distractions, your disappointment, and your discipline. A tool to insert to get above and elevate your problems so that you're not trapped emotionally and you're not staying there. Again, being as affected by as much for as long. And then you can move on to the next thing by visualizing and preparing what the hell it's going to feel like with intimate details to fucking win and get back on the saddle. Staying here is not optional. It's not. You got to get better. You got to do better. You got to be better. We do. I do. But you can't manage what you don't measure and you've got to measure where you're at right now and if you're doing enough work not doing enough i mean whatever your situation is right now if you're under 25 keep in mind your neuroplasticity is so high so ingraining these habits at this age is so important and at at the behavioral biology aspect of of the game that fascinates me Understanding your nervous system and things like serial processing. Your nervous system is constantly evolving and self-learning tool and is trying to push through secondary processes if one, then two, then two, then one. It's completely reflexive process and it takes time to learn how to do things at a serial level. I'm serially wired to look optimistically now. That's an example. So if you're able to consistently repeat at an unconscious level good habits, that is serial processing. So you're training your brain and your body and your life. Essentially, you're training yourself how to react to these situations. And there's some biology at factor, whether it's puberty, emotional stuff, trauma. There's so many things. Everyone has a different story. And these things mean different things to different people, but it's about you and finding what works for you and seeking information, learning new things, and, I don't know, ultimately talking good to yourself is something I didn't do at a young age, and I'm happy that I do it now. So it's something that, you know, understanding the mechanism and, and your biology will really, really help you. That's a, a side note in terms of just investigating. I don't know what your level of schooling is or if you enjoy school, but... There's some really easy, digestible information out there on YouTube, the Andrew Huberman podcast, um, that talk about your body, your brain, your mind, your nervous system, how it works, how to breathe, how to sleep, how to train it, how to do everything. So There's not a lack of resources around you to be successful. It's just a lack of resourcefulness. 
and blaming other people for where you're at, making excuses or denying that it's anything to do with you is all that below-the-line bullshit that we talk about. So if you want to take some time and write down and be a leader, own your stuff and take accountability for what's going on and bring it back above level so you're not drowning, you can't, you just, you can't beat yourself up for things not going your way. You just got to get above your problems and look at them and deal with them effectively. The rational neocortex aspect of your brain, not your Neanderthal or caveman brain, your emotional brain. So don't forget, if shit's hitting the fan, just take a breath, click it into neutral, and uh, just calm down a little bit. Really, really important. Sometimes you don't have to fight or, or flight. Sometimes you just freeze. And now is probably a good time to just take a look under the hood before Christmas, finish strong, look at all this stuff, get in touch if you have any questions. Please share, like, do whatever you know how to do, how to expose uh, people to this now. There's no, I don't need to say it. Please just do your part. And if you like it, rate it. Help somebody else share. Maybe this podcast will help your friend. I don't know. But we can end on this. I got to ask you, what happens if you do nothing?